Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, okay, okay. We've got... Zachary Heideman here in the building (laughs) and just so you know because your name is Zachary I can't not think about Hocus Pocus where it's like Zachary Zachary Binks yeah yeah that's the big thing everybody brings up Hocus Pocus apparently that was such a landmark movie in in people's lives that everybody always brings up Zachary Binks and that is funny. Maybe I was catching that wave or something. I don't know why. But, but all day I was like, I'm going to talk to Zachary today. <laughs> so that's hilarious. But yeah, guys, welcome to the Flipside podcast where we talk everything upside down and inside out. Today we have a very, very special guest. Like I said, Zachary Heideman is here today, um, an herbalist, a man of many different talents and I'm so excited to dive deep with him to figure out who he is and what he does and anything that he wants to share with the collective consciousness <laughs> well blessings my sacred friends thank you Alex I appreciate the, the introduction and uh yeah I, I am really honored to be here I'm excited to be here and to talk to everybody about who I am and what I do because I think to sum it up, I'm a reflector, which is a rare human design type. I'm a Taurus in five houses, and I make life a more beautiful place to be. That's that's pretty much like my life's purpose. My mission on the planet is uh, to make life more, more beautiful for everyone, uh, and I've learned many different ways to do that from mental, physical, spiritual, emotional and environmentally. So just here to tap into all of those things that are exciting and invite everybody to a better quality of life. Oh, I love that. And a Taurus in five placements. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sun and rising and Venus and Mercury and some comet. Wow. I love hearing about this too, because I, I like to think of astrology as like a blueprint for who we are. And then, you know, as we grow, things can change, but it's so funny to just you know, hear about the placements once you start to get to know somebody and you're like, oh, okay, I see it. I see it. Also, I think a new word that I like that you kind of said is passion, which is yes. your pur- purpose yes. mission. Purpose and my mission. You got I'm going to start using that now. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you, you right. So how did you get into, so I'm a big herb girl. I am like always the person when anybody has had anything going on in their lives, I'm like, oh, have you taken this herb or supplement? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of just, you know, that was me basing off any issue that I'd had in my life. Okay. I tried this. I went the, the quote modern medicine way and route for many things. Um, my main thing has always been like skin conditions. So, um, you know, that's been a journey in itself and, and spent so much money trying to go to doctors to figure out what to do. 
They constantly told me to take spironolactin to like block testosterone. They told me to take birth control. They told me all these things. I was diagnosed like three different times, which was like based off of nothing, just a face-to-face consultation being like, you have PCOS. I was like, I don't think I have that. So, (laughs) you know, I appreciate all of you guys who really know your stuff in the herb realm, because a lot of people I think are suffering that still haven't really learned. You know, we've been taught all of our lives to trust doctors and I'm not saying not to do that. There are great doctors out there. However, I think there's a whole level of this medicine that is not, you know, it's not known to many people who could really benefit from it. So how did you start that journey? Uh, where did the love start for it? And, and now I said too, that you have your own apothe- apothecary. Is that correct terminology for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I make my own medicines. That's, that's right. Amazing. Okay. So how did this start? So, all right, well, we'll just preface it with a little, little thing here, just so you guys know, none of this is considered medical advice. Uh, the good old Western medical system that you're talking about there, the FDA, the food and drug administration doesn't even manage uh, the benefits of herbal supplements. Now we are the only major developed country in the world that doesn't do that. Canada does that. Mexico does that. The United Kingdom does that. Spain does that. Australia does that. China does that. India does that. All of these other countries have been utilizing these medicines for thousands of years. And we had an indigenous population that's been mostly killed, but uh, the surviving members of that population still to this day, many of them also understand and practice herbal medicine as plants being the first area. Um, So what you will find out if you go down the rabbit hole, um, which again, not a doctor, but recommending that everyone understand that their relationship with their doctor is that your doctor doesn't tell you what to do. Okay. Your doctor works for you. And if your doctor tells you something that you don't want to hear, it is okay to say no. It's okay to get a second opinion and it's okay to start researching on your own. And generally what you want to be looking for is a functional doctor. And the difference between a functional doctor and a medical doctor uh, is a functional doctor is certified in Western medicine and something like Ayurveda, herbal medicine, acupuncture, um, other modalities. So getting someone that works in multiple modalities is going to be the best way for everybody. So that's, that's kind of a, it's been a thing for a while, but it's really becoming a thing. So I just want to get that out there to everybody and let them know. So like health is my passion. Um, yeah, I, I got started on this journey in a very similar sense to what you were talking about in the beginning there. I, uh, growing up, I was just on all different kinds of drugs. I was one of those kids that was just kind of too gifted for school and just would get bored and just start creating my own stuff and doing my own things. And then that would irritate and disturb the class and everybody else. Uh, And then they came up with this, uh, this genius idea that's still being sold to today, which is to take methamphetamines, uh, literally uh, scientifically clean crystal meth, like really, really pure meth and give that to people and in the name of Ritalin and Adderall and ADHD and all these kind of drugs 
and I immediately, as soon as I started taking it, I was like, mom, I can't take this. This, this makes me feel like a zombie. This is just, mm. it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I knew right away that it wasn't good for me, but at the same time, I wanted to be a good kid. I wanted to be a good student and wanted to be a good son. So it was kind of a constant battle between, do I take my medicine and do I not take my medicine? Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, we can tell when you take it and we can tell when you can't take it because you're just so rambunctious when you don't take it when you do take it you're just such a good little zombie and a good little student you do everything that you're supposed to do so that was uh the kind of the initial journey that led me into the western medical world and then from there it was always if you have a problem here take this pill here take this pill here take this pill like oh you're having problems from the pills that we gave you already don't worry we have three more pills i was like every pill that they give you leads to another problem mm-hmm. and I'm like this doesn't make sense but that kind of behavior ultimately led me down a journey of addiction of uh, being mm-hmm. addicted not just to prescription drugs but to street drugs as well uh, and just kind of sampling everything trying to solve all of my problems by just being as drug induced as I possibly could Mm-hmm. Um, which was a great model for the for the pharmaceutical profits, uh, but not such a great model for me personally, and then everybody in my life. Um, so at some point uh, during all of this, I was always on this spiritual journey, um, even from the beginning. And I was like, okay, maybe if I take enough drugs, I'll find God. Maybe I'll see God. Right. You know, I realize I am God, like something, some, some type of enlightenment will happen at the end of this pharmaceutical chemical path. Like there has right. to be something here. Right. So instead of going to college, when I graduated high school, I knew that I was just going to party because I was in that phase, just like experimenting with as many psychotropic substances as I could possibly experiment with in order to try and expand my mind and my perception beyond the everyday Mm -hmm. reality that was being taught and sold to me. And that led me to Asheville, where I met some really amazing people and got my hands on everything you can possibly imagine, and just had this kind of like my own version of awakening, my, my own version of like getting so high, not just on the drugs, but also at that time, I had broken out of Christianity, which I was raised as Roman Catholic. And I was like, there's got to be more to it. So I started studying Buddhism and Taoism and Hinduism and all the major religions of the world. And what I had found during that time was like, I would literally just get high and then read a bunch of stuff about religion and what, what people believe and try and bend my mind and figure out what, what this is all about. And I found this common thread in everything. And that common thread, that same core message is in every religion in in the world. And it's basically like, love yourself, love your neighbor, take care of the earth, the earth will take care of you. And it's that easy. It gets to be easy. It doesn't have to be hard. Just be loving, kind, forgiving, but do what you need to do to take care of yourself and your environment and your world. And then there's all these different other ways to explain it. But I also realized at that time that a lot of these cultures were not like American culture in the sense of making plant medicines wrong or bad, 
they actually were like, hey, this is actually our primary form of healthcare, our primary form of medicines. And this is what we use when people are depressed. And this is mm -hmm. what we use when people, you know, have these issues and these issues. And literally everything was a plant or a mushroom. Mm hmm. And yep. during, during, <laughs> during that studying time and figuring everything out, I, I also came to this realization that with the Western model, you could always just follow the money and see who stands to profit from what's going on. And literally, you can watch the doctors sell what is sold to them by the pharmaceutical companies. And it's just this whole crazy model where literally their goal is not necessarily to cure you. Their goal is to create a repeat customer, mm -hmm. right? So basically they want to keep you sick enough that you can keep working and generating income, um, but not well enough to break free of mm -hmm. that system. It's like, okay, well, a long-term customer is better profit for everybody, assuming that that's what's best for the world, which really doesn't make sense. And doing that research, I found out that every single drug, every single FDA approved product is literally just, it's not the substance that they are mm -hmm. patenting, it's the process to produce the substance that they patent. And that's oh. what they sell with drugs. So it's literally. not even the chemical compound, no, it's, it's just the process. <gasps> process to create the chemical compound because they're not creating anything new these compounds already exist in nature so they already exist in plant medicines they already exist in mushrooms literally everything that is a drug is taken from nature it's literally there's no drug on the planet that isn't taken from nature it's just a matter of how did they take it how concentrated did they make it? What other substances did they clean out of it? How did they isolate it? How did they package it? How is that coming into your body? That's the stuff that they're really charging you for and calling science that costs, you know, millions and billions of dollars to research and experiment and all of this kind of stuff. And ultimately, we don't really know what it does. Okay, so I don't get mad often, but I feel like this is why I love to talk about this stuff because it gives me that fire like lit under my butt because yeah. I'm like, it, when you start to, and it's like you were saying too, when you were reading all of the books about religion, when you were taking all the other drugs, everything always becomes this very simple answer no matter how you get there, it's always the most simple one, which is like, it already exists, just do this. Right. And that's what we're doing here as well. In right. these industries, everything has just been modified to create more of it. And I do see that, you know, call it the age of Aquarius, call it just the age of information. Because we're starting to talk about all of this, I'm so happy to see people go back to this just very basic, simple structure mm -hmm. and move from there. And so yeah. I love that you're helping people really take a step back and look at what they're, what they're actually doing, what they're actually consuming. And then this is an aside right now, but I'm from North Carolina, so I know Asheville well, and for <laughs> everybody who is listening that, <laughs> that city will, you know, if you want to do anything in Asheville, yeah. you can. 
You can find it all. You can literally find everything. You can find anything in Asheville. Also, though, amazing food in Asheville, amazing breweries, all of that stuff, too. So for your tourist placements, I'm sure you really did enjoy Asheville. But yeah, that was just so funny. (laughs) It's a great place. So if you haven't been, check it out. Check it out. Yeah. If you haven't been, check it out. So based on this, this is really cool because I was also resonating with the the let me try everything possible to you know maybe there's got to be a reason for this Mm -hmm. I was on a similar path I was also diagnosed with ADHD you know given the drugs um and what was strange for me though is that I don't think I was actually ADHD or ADD I don't well that's a whole other topic you know where it (laughs) doesn't even really exist Um, yeah so right and so I took the the I think the first one I took was Vyvanse um then they switched me to Adderall then they switched me back to Vyvanse whatever um but what was interesting was I was I was always a, a weird kid I guess that's the greatest word to use but um I wasn't that hyperactive I just I was bored, like you were saying, and I wasn't really, I was in my own mind creating all these other things. So I was like, oh, I can't pay attention. And so when I started taking the Vyvanse though, it did not make me a zombie. It made me that little crack addict (laughs) in class where any question the teacher had, I was like, me, please pick me. My brain's running so fast right now. Whatever, whatever you want. Right. Please pick me. I would go home and like do my homework. And I was like, wow, homework's fun for the first time, which was like a blessing to like, you know, okay. Yeah. At least it's fun. But after a while I had that same thing in Kerr where it was just, it was so unsustainable because then there was that emotional crash at the end of the day, feeling really sad, wondering why I felt sad. And I was generally a pretty happy person uh, and child, but you know, and had obviously experienced sadness before, but it was a whole new level of sadness mm-hmm. that I couldn't comprehend. And then you yep. look at the studies too, or you ask your doctor, excuse me. And you know, oh yeah, that's just normal. That's just yeah. normal. This is just a, a normal side effect of overloading your serotonin and dopamine receptors on a daily basis. You right. just burn out. Oh, and we're doing that to very young children. Right, right. It makes sense, right? Let's give a psychoactive psychotropic substance to a brain that hasn't finished developing yet. That's mm-hmm. great idea. Great idea there. Whoever thought that really, really thought that through. They're like, oh, kids, please don't use cannabis. Oh my God, it's such a terrible drug. Don't you dare use cannabis before you're 18. But hey, meth, methamphetamine, let me hop you up when you're six. Yeah, all right, cool. I got a gummy version for you. Look at this. This is a little gummy bear. Fucking, I mean, like literally you cannot make this shit up, right? I mean, like, how is that the world that we live in? That's okay. Somebody sat around getting paid six, seven figures to think up putting methamphetamine into a fucking gummy bear to give to a little child. I'm sorry. Then, it's not funny. I'm yeah, laughing I so hard right now. It's okay. It's one of those things that it's so messed up that you're either going to laugh or you're going to cry. You know? right. We're here to have a good time. So we're going to laugh about it. But at the same <laughs> time, 
it really does spark that fire in your soul to be like, what the fuck are we thinking? Who's thinking that? Like, what? How does what that even are we doing? What, what are we, what doing? Are we doing? Right. Exactly. You okay, know what? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. Okay. Yeah. Those drugs have only been around in the terms of humanity. Those drugs have only been around for less than a second. Right. right. In, in literally less than a hundred years, have we really been experimenting with these drugs, which again, all by the way, are taken from natural plants. So ephedra is a natural tea that you can get. And that is what gets synthesized into ephedrine, which then gets synthesized into meth, which then gets synthesized into Adderall, Ativan, blah, 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 all the things like literally it's just a matter of chemical processing and isolating chemicals and cleaning things out. But it all comes back to the ephedra plant, right? This Which the is- ephedra plant has been around for, for millions of years, possibly as long as we have, if not longer. Which is the advantage of these nature medicines, right? It's like literally these plants have co-evolved with us for millennia, for thousands and thousands of years. So of course it makes sense that a plant is better tuned like cannabis is better tuned to our biology and our biological system than something that we're isolating just tiny little parts of the chemicals of the plant. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is hearsay in my research. (laughs) I think I read somewhere or heard somewhere that the basis for synthesizing something too, is that you use a what is the word for this? Um, you use almost like this other chemical or other item, which mm-hmm. you put it together and they, you, they, they say that that is why it can even work in your body. So uh, right now I'm going to use the example when you dye clothes with, with right. natural dyes or, um, or chemical dyes, you have to use, is it a solvent? Is that the correct term? Um, so solvent is what separates things and okay. that, that determines what chemicals we isolate out through the solvent. And then what you're talking about is a binder. So it's a binder. You. What happens is, uh, then we take that item that was isolated and we put it into a binder so that it can actually be absorbed by your body. Okay. Thank you. Because something I read too, is that most binders are made from petroleum. Right. And then when you go down the rabbit hole of petroleum, so yes, anybody yeah. using Vaseline, just yeah. think twice. I learned this the hard way, you know, cause it's even, it was something like our grandmothers where you oh put Vaseline on everything. And then mm-hmm. you start to recognize that it's really, it's petroleum, you know, it's called petroleum jelly, but all of this is made from oil. And all right. of this is a very easy way to start the process of creating different cancers and different autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. and all of that. So even yeah. though it's taken from the plant, the reason why it's so much different is because of that binder with that petroleum. And then you're just putting this unnatural chemical in your body. And like that, I don't know the correct half-life or life term of that, but it's a lot harder to get that out of your body than right. it is to get the natural stuff. So dang. Think about, think about an oil spill. All right. So oil right. is super sticky, right? It's very sticky. It sticks to everything. It sticks to water. It sticks to mm-hmm. plant life. It mm-hmm. sticks to fish life. It sticks to mm-hmm. everything, 
which is why it makes sense that if chemicals that don't stick to anything else will stick to oil, right? So the oil will encapsulate these chemicals. So they're not really sticking, they're just encapsulated inside of oil. And then what you're doing when you're taking these prescription drugs with all of these binders is you're taking these concentrated oils into your body. So you're literally like just creating your own oil spill inside of your whole biological system. And then of course, as you know, like how hard is it to clean up that oil spill, right? They literally have to come in with other things like solvents and like, um, you know, other petroleum products. They use Dawn to wash off the wildlife a lot of times because it's just a less sticky version of the oil that pulls the other oil away. So it's crazy, but that is literally what we're doing. And then that's why cleanses and plants can be so incredibly helpful because if you get an astringent or you get some bitters or you get some plants that can actually wash that crap out of your system, then as you consume those plants and take that plant medicine, it will wash out all of those binders that are literally bound up in all over your body. Oh. I love this so much. This to me, like if they had taught me this in school, like this science class, I would have yeah. done a whole lot better in science. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I agree. The interesting thing is, is that if they had taught the stuff that I researched on my own, it would have been a much better educational experience for everybody. Oh, so you could be much a better state in terms of everybody's health and wellness. Uh, the, the challenge comes in around that we may not be doing so well financially, right? Mm. And so the focus on financial to me is kind of what's destroying the health of America, the health of the earth, the health of anyone in general, because what are finances for, right? We have to think mm -hmm. about this for a minute. Money is literally just a permission slip to give you a better quality of life right? Like, that's it. That's all it's meant to be. It's like, okay, this permission slip gives me a better quality of life. And that works when we trade and we do work and people do different things that they're good at. We trade each other and it works great. Where it doesn't work, where we're running into a challenge is this, this idea that we need to sacrifice our quality of life to make more money. So this is where it's like, hold on, Money is a permission slip to buy me a better quality of life. Why would I ever sacrifice my quality of life to make more money, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's where we're, we're as a species lost in the sense that we're more focused on the permission slip than we are on the results. And the ultimate eh. use of money is everybody being happy, healthy, free, and having the best quality of life. Beyond that, it's, you, you can just burn it. It's useless. Right. And if you're a healthier, happier person, you're going to have more energy to right. put back into whatever work you want to do. So what a great way to keep people just in the loop on the yep. treadmill, yep. just running in this mediocre kind of level of energy because, mm -hmm. oh yeah, the, the money though, once you get the money, you can be healthy, but right. <laughs> not, not true at all. I literally had a um, went to a psychedelic integration conference here in Austin recently. Um, and Sean Wells, who's like one of the leading names in biohacking and substances, uh, supplements was there. And he was super vulnerable with us. And he shared with everybody, he's like, look, 
I make multiple millions of dollars. I have 81 patents. I'm a leader in biohacking. I've got all these followers. I've got all of these things. And I'm going to be real with you. I have had suicidal ideation. I have, I have addictions to drugs. I would literally have to take stimulants all day long and then take wow. uh, sleeping pills at night. And I'd wake up with blood in my mouth and like, <gasps> was just really literally ready to kill himself. It was so sad. Like I was like, oh man, I'm going to cry. Right. Um, but it made me really realize that it doesn't matter if you're a millionaire or a billionaire, if you don't have your health. If you're not really in the right state of mind, if you don't know the right plants to go to, if you don't know the right people to go to, you don't have a good community. You don't have access to people who love you and care about you genuinely. You don't have access to people who have good knowledge about how to actually be healthy, not for a profit, but just in the spirit of truly being healthy and being your best self. And <laughs> that's when I was like, wow. I'm literally richer than like 99% of the planet because there's so many people that just haven't awoken to this information and are stuck on these six, seven, eight, 10 figure trend treadmills. And they're just, they're quote unquote, living the dream, but they're still stuck in the same thing. So it's like, it goes from the bottom level to the top level at the bottom level. People are just like, living off of the government supplies and the government supplies are giving them money to stay addicted to drugs and stay addicted to these unhealthy foods and keep circulating the money through this system for us. Just keep mm -hmm. washing it, bringing it up and, you know, being able to realize that it doesn't matter where you're at in the system. You could be at that bottom part. You could be at that top part. You could be somewhere in the middle, wherever you are, you are the key to break yourself free listening to podcasts like this, doing your research, checking things out, using the internet, actually going to other countries, actually traveling, actually learning things from other people, being open to receive new information, being open to challenge what you've been taught to believe. That is going to be the key to ultimate freedom, to ultimate health, to ultimate wealth in the sense of doesn't matter if you have six, seven, eight, ten 10 figures in the bank. If you're thinking about killing yourself every day, that's not a good life. It's, it's, no. You're not happy, you know, versus if you, you may not know where your money, your next money is going to come from, but if you love your life and you're having a good time and you're healthy, you can take care of yourself no matter what. That's a good life. I feel like I'm at church right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I just got goosebumps everywhere. I was like, I feel this. <laughs> I feel like I started kind of swaying in my chair. I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the spirit. That's the spirit moving through you and moving through me too. You know, it moves through all of us, but it really does. Because I think a huge, when you, you said this too, it just right now, and this was something that I learned maybe within the last year, you know, I wish I learned it years ago, but I think it really was integrated into um, my being within the last year was that abundance and being rich, like you said, is not the is not the things that you have. And, you know, it's so easy to say that I could have said years ago, oh yeah, it's not the things that you have. It's, you know, it's you and all this stuff, but it didn't get integrated. I didn't right. really like finally hit that moment until recently because I, I exactly like you said, I've met people from pretty much all walks of life at this point. And a lot of the times when I've met the most wealthy people in my life, those, and uh, again, wealthy as in terms of 
actual paper money or whatever. Um, They have been the people that have not been able to have any type of loving, lasting relationship. Um, Definitely always doing different substances and very much what was weird for me was a lot of complaining. And, you know, they always say, hang out with the the people that you want to be at the level that they're at. And for me, something that was a really huge shift was recognizing that I wanted to hang out with the wealthy mindset people, you know, like you said, it's, it's all about the health and the wellness. I'd rather talk to the guy who's 70 years old, who comes to the gym every day. That just is like the happiest person ever. Um, and I've learned more from that. And I'm not saying the other way is incorrect or anything like that. We're all on our own journey, but it has been super interesting to just recognize. And this kind of encompasses everything we're talking about, just Mm. how easy it is to be brainwashed and to brainwash yourself. Like the things that we see on a daily basis, it is not all that it is at all. No, it's so strange. Yep. And that that's, you know, because of that, we're taught um, to follow our head and mm-hmm. not to follow our heart. Because oh. ultimately, what can't be brainwashed is your heart. Right. You <gasps> that feeling. You can't fool your heart. Your heart always knows the way, which is why we're taught to outsmart the heart, outthink the heart, all yes. these other things to justify. Uh, there's a term that said a lot. It's just business. It's not personal. It's just business. But the reality is if you're saying that, you know that you don't feel good about what you're doing. Right. And this is why I feel like a lot of people get shamed when they, they do, um, quote, move fast in a romantic relationship. Of course, Mm -hmm. this is, you know, individual based, like sometimes that really isn't (laughs) smart, but you know, when your heart is really feeling that free moment, and then you find these people who just met within like four months, they're like, we're getting married. Like, we're just so happy. And they want to stop that from happening. And I I was definitely somebody too, who like all my life was like, I was very cautious person, you know, was taught to be super logical. And so I was like, why would you, you know, like, even as a kid, you watch people like, Oh oh no, (laughs) don't do that. I realized it got me. And then when I started to open that heart chakra, Mm-hmm. and like recognize what was going on I was like oh wow just following like you know even when you meet a friend or whoever it is and and shout out Megan okay she was on episode four yeah. you know Megan yeah, introducing sure. us yeah. <laughs> yeah and then I was just like you're my friend we haven't met in person but I was just already like you know it's that heart chakra it's like I know I'm going to be friends with you exactly so I you love that yeah. Living and leading by my heart is the only way I really know how to do it. That's one thing that I always did and had a really hard time growing up as a kid because the world's not really designed that way. Mm-hmm. Well, the new world that's been put on top of the world isn't designed that way. The world has always been designed that way. And mm-hmm. that's why it's so hard for me to understand because I've always led with my heart. And at this time, we're in this weird area where we're taught to not lead with our heart mm-hmm. so it doesn't integrate with my my higher understanding which is just like hey you your mind will make anything mean anything you can literally make anything mean anything so how do you make yes. sense of anything at all and that's with your heart 
It's like, okay, what actually feels good? What feels true? What feels right? Let me do those things because those are what make me feel good inside of myself, right? Right. And that's where I got led to herbal medicine and different, you know, the common thread on all religions and just all of these relationships that I've been through and experienced and the abundance that I have in the sense of, I understand the word abundance has permission to be able to do what you want and need to do when you want and need to do it. And that's, that's a really, of, that's a really freeing way to put it. Right. There's a lot of people that don't live in abundance, even though they have excess, they're rich or they're financially wealthy, but they have to be at this place from nine to five. They have to be at this board meeting. If this board meeting is with important people, they have to hold their body so they can't go to the bathroom till the board meeting is over. Like literally all of these weird little things. And then that will cost their relationships and they won't be able, they won't be in a good mood when they get home to their wife and to their kids and whatever it is. Like that is where we get lost and confused and thinking that money is the answer but in reality it's like what works well for my heart and when we come together and we work together in a more uh, permanent culture uh, permaculture is one of the big things that I teach and that starts with the mindset and it's about a skillful relationship to the earth and to the plants in the way that you nurture nature nature nurtures you mm -hmm. and how to see everybody as part of nature nobody's separate from it above or below just all part of the same organization and when we can tune in with that feeling uh it makes it much easier and much more beneficial to relate to reality and instead of needing to work 40 to 80 plus hours a week everybody works between four to 20 hours a week and we have more than enough to shelter everyone, provide power, provide food, provide entertainment, provide all the things that we really need. And we don't even necessarily have to get rid of our technology, we just need to optimize our relationship to it so that we are using our technology and our technology is not using us, right? Facts. Yeah, like advertising is the technology. Advertising is a technology, but that technology is often using us rather than we are using advertising. Very few people use advertising. Most people get used by advertising. Yes. Right? So storytelling is a technology. You know, it's the same, same kind of thing. It's a, it's a technology that we have invented and used. And in many ways, we can either use that to make our life better, or we can be controlled by storytelling technology to believe certain things and live our life in a certain way, even contrary to the natural design. Right. And oh my gosh. Okay. So this is pointing me in a direction real quick with a question that I want to ask you, yeah. because right before I got on this call with you, speaking of being advertised to within the last two years, specifically, we don't need to go further than that. I think people get the gist. <laughs> Um, with this right before I got on here, I saw news articles where children are now developing dementia and Alzheimer's. And I don't right. know if you saw that. Yeah. Um, absolutely wild. Um, yeah. Alzheimer's to me, just based on the research that I've come across, I believe this to be a new disease. Like this doesn't seem to be pointed in any part of history. I'm not sure if that's correct. 
Um, but it's really, it's not like, this is not a normal thing for children to develop, especially. And just thinking about all of these ways that we get used and, um, you know, told to do certain things that end up ultimately affecting this. I like to call it like the cloth of humanity. You know, you were kind of talking about that. It's like, we're all in this one woven cloth together. Um, and it's, it's, I don't even know where I'm going with this question, but it just makes me like frustrated a bit because we can heal these problems and yeah, I just wanted to say that. (laughs) And that's why you got to talk to people like Zachary who can help you out because we don't need to be creating these problems. Like he's saying with these stories that we're being told or fed um, and then we, we have innocent bystanders, like being, you know, the, the grunt of the, the joke and it's not a joke. Right. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a good thing. And, uh, ultimately Alzheimer's generally can be traced back to aluminum toxicity. Uh, it has, as we've used the, the metal aluminum more and more and more in our housing materials and our building materials and our cooking materials, now even in our medical materials, you know, without naming anything specifically, mm-hmm. there's a lot of aluminum that is being, in, that people are being exposed to and even being directly injected into people or they're ingesting mm-hmm. too much aluminum, even from a very young age. And so then what happens is, is our body is a giant, uh, it's a giant walking electrochemical reaction. Mm-hmm. It's 80% water. There's a bunch, there's 102 different minerals in here. And all the minerals are used to either create structure and to either send signals or stop signals from being sent. Mm-hmm. And everything else that we are is electrical impulse emotions are electrical impulse what we call the spirit is electrical impulse it's literally why when you get goosebumps like your hair stands up on end because your electrical impulse has changed right and so you're literally an electromagnetic being if you stand out on the surface of the earth with bare feet touching the ground and over 50 percent of your body exposed to the sun you create an electromagnetic circuit between the sun the planet and yourself you're literally a battery for Mother Earth that also recharges you. So it's very important for us to have a balance of healthy minerals and our body. And iron and aluminum are some of those minerals. Mm-hmm. If we have too much aluminum, it messes with it, everything. I don't know if you've ever seen it. You guys can look it up online. Watch what happens to a wrestler or a big guy when they put aluminum foil in his belt or they make them hold aluminum foil. Um, You can literally, I can even give you positively charged water and just make you hold it in your mouth. And when you do strength testing and you try to push down your arm, if you're connected to foil because of the way that it interferes with your electrons and your, your whole electrical body, I can just push your arm right down. A kid can push an arm, a weight lifter's arm down. But as soon as we take the aluminum out of the picture, your electrical impulses are firing normal again. And then the person is back to being super strong. I did not know that. Yeah. That is so cool. Pretty interesting thing. So you guys can Google it, check it out. Like, Hey, what happens? 
why does aluminum foil make me weak? <clears throat> and right. it's literally an electrical process. And so what happens is if we get a bunch of this uh, aluminum, a bunch of these minerals in excess in our body, then it starts to mess with our body's ability to send signals like thoughts and memories and, and all of that stuff. Wow. Okay. So the, the reason I even brought this up too, is my grandmother, um, sweetest lady ever, she passed away from Alzheimer's. And so it's, and, and uh, did you say you as well? Yeah. yeah, My, my grandmother also recently passed from Alzheimer's. And it's so, it's kind of interesting how both of us have found maybe that was a a reason to, to kind of find ourselves in this space, but it's always been something like, okay, I definitely don't want that to happen to me. And they like to say that this is all genetic. Um, (laughs) right. Right. It's, uh, the aluminum and deodorant. That's kind of a newer addition. So if you stop putting deodorant that has aluminum into your armpits, which are some of the largest pores in your body, which are directly connected to your heart and whole bloodstream, Mm that's a big difference. If you stop cooking with aluminum foil, that was a big thing that mm-hmm. my grandma did was just everything was cooked with foil and in foil because that was this new in technology yeah. that was invented when she was younger and learning how to cook, you know? Um, and then of course we have been injected with a lot more things than they were injected with. Right. Yeah. So that that's something to be aware of and to learn how you can do. Um, there's a, I think you, you were actually onto this already. There's a, a guy named medical medium, Anthony Williams. Hey. And uh, yeah, he's pretty dope. And he's got a uh, heavy metals detox protocol and a smoothie and all that kind of stuff. So you definitely want to get on some celery juice and some, some heavy metals de- detox smoothies. And if, as you detox your body from these excessive chemicals, these heavy metals that we've been exposing ourselves to, you will notice that you naturally just get healthier. You have better performance, just like you were talking about magnesium earlier, mm-hmm. uh, literally one of the most important minerals in our body. Uh, I like shilajit. Some people take different magnesium supplements as long as it's bioavailable. There used to be a lot more of it in all the foods that we eat, but that was mm-hmm. before we changed our farming method. Our farming method used to be organic where we would just allow the organic material to keep feeding it over and over. So the same minerals would come up and be reused and then be used over and over again but as the soil has deteriorated because we use these excess more chemicals um, these off-farm input fertilizers those and they take the organic material away it never gets composted back onto the fields slowly but surely all the magnesium all the minerals all the things that we need get stripped away so that's why it's super important to have organic regenerative farming methods, which is what I use when I grow my own herbs here. And I wild forage from places that just have natural organic methods where nature is mulching itself and feeding itself and richer in minerals and all of the things that we need. Um, and as we bring more of those building blocks into our body and we detox from the excess things that are just byproducts of the industrial revolution and a war-based profit model. As we get all of that stuff out of our body and we get more of the minerals we need, suddenly you'll notice your skin is clearer, your your brain is clearer, like you feel like you have superpowers. You're just like, wow, I didn't know I could feel this good. Man, life is so amazing. This is so beautiful. 
um, you know, I'm technically I'm going to be 40 next year. No way. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be 40 next year, but I hang out with a bunch of people and life coaches that are in their late twenties and early thirties. And everybody thinks that I'm the same age. And I, I, thought you were the, I thought you were the same age. See, see, there you go. Everybody thinks that I'm that age. Right. And, uh, spiritually i'm very young I'm, I'm super young at heart and i've always been able to learn from younger people and i respect them right. the same as i do anybody else i don't hold a special respect for old people young people my age i just respect everybody equally and that mm -hmm. has allowed me to remain teachable and connecting and just get along with people really well i but, resonate uh, with that because everybody's yeah. got their own story so i always say that if yeah. you think everybody in an age group is the same or every gender is the same or whatever you're missing out on a lot of really cool beautiful things exactly so. be open to everybody's individuality for sure yeah so that yeah um oh, i forget where i was going with that no, you were, you were on a roll because I, again, I felt like this is like my church. I'm coming to the church of trees at that's his Instagram handle, everybody, <laughs> yeah. but this is all the stuff that lights me up in so many different ways, because it's all, like we said at the beginning, it's all fairly simple. It's all been there for millions right. of years. And then once we just start tapping into all of this, it, to me, it's like the most beautiful thing. Like I, I literally look at all of this stuff and I'm like, oh, like it makes me feel like I'm looking at beauty when I see like how we can take care of our own bodies. It makes me just so happy. And so when you're giving this insight too, especially on the Alzheimer's thing and these medals, um, and then yes, before we got on this episode, I had a moment where I was telling Zachary, uh, just how excited I was to learn that I don't think I'm magnesium deficient anymore. Um, yeah, yeah major change. Um, <laughs> basically now I'm going to leave, like if anybody comes to me with a problem and not even health-based, like whether it's anxiety or just something in their life, that's not going right. I think the first thing I'm going to say to them is, do you know if you're magnesium deficient or not? That is a great way to lead. That's literally in the top two or three things that I do with everybody that's doing herbal medicines. We'll take medicines directly to their issue. And it's like, how much magnesium are you getting? How much sun time are you getting? How much breath work are you doing? Like how, how much water are you getting? <laughs> right. Because now I'm like, oh, wow. Just within the last like week and a half of me doing this, anything mm -hmm that I've been working on for years now yeah. has just subsided. So, you know, I was suffering from acne for years. My yeah. skin is glowing now. Um, more of an anxious person. Who's that? I'm chilling. Magnesium. <laughs> 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 if I could like be sponsored by <laughs> magnesium, like, yeah. yes, sponsor the flip side podcast. Oh yeah. We, we buy some, do you have magnesium supplements? In your um, I don't actually have my own magnesium supplements. This company, Natural Shilogy, is always trying to get me to, to hawk their stuff. So at some point, I'll probably say yes and be like, okay, cool. I use it. It's good. Um, but yeah. Um, Not yet, but soon you guys can go to Zach to get yes. magnesium. But you can go and get all yeah. the other things that you might need. Yeah. And the main thing that I, I really get my magnesium from is pine pollen. So Ooh. pine pollen is like the most nutrient dense substance on the planet. Um, it's like the most revered medicine in Chinese medicine and it's super abundant 
and it literally has like 83 of those 102 minerals that your body needs and it has them in a really small <clears throat> format so they're bioavailable it means that your body can use it challenges with some supplements is that they're too large or they're mm. just not really available to your body now having the congen water definitely helps you know i know you've got the, the congen machine you guys oh yeah it's like literally life-changing so you're mm -hmm. gonna want to look at that and um making sure that it's small enough to be bioavailable just like the water right the congen has smaller water because the water is smaller and it's negatively charged it gets pulled into the positively charged tiny aquaporins on our cells and that's how we actually get everything delivered so it's important to have good healthy clean negatively electrically charged water and good bioavailable plant medicine supplements things that are literally giving you the building blocks that you need. Magnesium is used for over 3,000, I think, biochemical processes, and over 300 of them have to do with uh, homeostasis and self-regulation and healing. See, so. <laughs> this is what's so funny because now that I, so, okay, I'm going to start here actually with this thought. I've read too, because of the dirt and the minerals that you're talking about, how our food's not grown in this, this uh, rich dirt anymore. Right. A lot of nutritionists will say, actually don't wash your food now because you need a little bit of the dirt. However, it's not really wow. doing anything because the dirt doesn't have the minerals in it anymore. Right. And we have so many toxic pesticides right. and other chemicals yeah. on the food. So it's like yeah. this is this thing that I was like, well, that's a good idea in theory. Like, you know, I would get down on that. You know, I love holistic right. stuff. Right. You tell me to eat dirt and it'll make me right. live. <laughs> 50 more if, years. Yeah, I would say if it's good, healthy soil that you're growing yourself, if you're growing your own okay. food, if it's out of your garden where you know there's no chemicals and you're only using composts and compost tea, yes, a thousand percent you want to do that. Eat if you're dirt. buying it from the grocery store, unless you know the farmer, which really, if you go to the farmer's market and you know the farmer, and you go out to their farm and they show you that they're not using chemicals. They show you that they're growing organic, even if they're not organic certified, that's okay too. But if you're getting it from a grocery store, you can almost guarantee that it is covered in either bleach or pesticide. Uh, bleach, by the way, is OMRI certified. That is organic certified, inorganic. Bleach is literally defined as an inorganic salt but it is part of the OMRI approved process. They can spray your food with bleach, your vegetables, all that stuff before they give it to you. And that is considered clean washed. What so if washed three times, you got the greens that are washed three times, they were bleached three times. No. Not kidding at all. Not kidding at all. That's no. like, yeah. and I mean, most of your greens lose within three days, they lose over 50% of their nutrients. The food that you grow yourself in your own garden is between nine to 900 times more nutrient dense because that it's, it's alive, right? Like you're alive, right. you're meant to eat something while it's still alive. So I take it right out of my garden and then I eat it within one to three days and I get way more of what I need, that bioelectric living energy, all the cells, all the minerals, everything that we need. And I don't know if you've ever done this or not, but have you ever used the 11.5 water on your conga machine to wash off vegetables that you got from the store? Which one? The 
which, 11.5 water. So that's going to I have 11.5. Yes, you should pretty much all conga machines have that. Oh. Um, so you use the 2.5 setting, but the 2.5 is the acidic water comes out of the lower hose. The 11.5 oh. is the, is the, uh, alkaline water and that comes out of the top hose. If you literally, you could just go into your kitchen, get whatever it can be organic or not, like non-organic is going to be worse, but even organic, take the veggies or the fruits and wash them, put them in a bowl and wash it with 11.5 water. Let it sit for like three to five minutes. This actually preserves the vegetables anyways. It'll make them last longer and then uh, drain the water off into a glass or something and look at it. I can guarantee you it's almost always going to be either yellow or red from the pesticides. So they're oil-based pesticides. How do you think that they get the pesticides to stick to the plants and not get washed off in rain? Ah. Oil. They encapsulate the pesticides in oil. So now we have more oil huh. into our body. <gasps> A huge oil spill, right? <laughs> this is just sending me on like a whole thing right now because this is again this is the stuff that just makes me like so irritated because i'm yeah. just trying to live like you know a nice little right. life but they just right. putting oil on everything right. why we gotta put oil on everything what the fuck are we doing what are what we, do, what are we what, doing how have we gotten so far from like our design and how easy things can be it just doesn't make doesn't make sense to me man we know this movie called the need to grow which is a great movie my friend rob directed it oh, and wow. uh, basically there is a technology that got buried but it exists it's called the green powerhouse and the green powerhouse can do in one year what takes nature 800 years to do it can create biochar algae beneficial microbes beneficial bacteria regenerate soil that takes the forest 800 years to do. So we can produce that yearly on a yearly basis. And the byproduct, the offput of this whole process, which is entirely a biological process, the byproduct that it produces is enough power to power uh, 10 to 12 greenhouses, 10 to 12 heated greenhouses and a hundred homes all around that. So literally you could have a village of a hundred homes growing all the food they can outside, also growing 12 greenhouses worth of food so they can grow tropical, whatever they want. You can literally do this in any climate on the planet. And then inside we're producing biochar, you're producing fish, you're, it's, it's aquaponics. So you're producing algae and fish and all these beneficial materials. So it could be like spirulina, whatever you want, chlorella, all these good minerals uh and the the byproduct of this is enough electricity to run all of those homes so then what what do those people really need to do now other than just to tend to the garden right and then the power is produced by what they're doing so now they can do whatever they want with the rest of their life right they could sing play music maybe some people will take care of the kids maybe people take care of the animals like whatever it is that you want to do, but then that's it. I'm like heavy, sorry to everybody. I'm like, I've been heavy breathing for the last two minutes <laughs> because I'm just like, yeah. I'm just like, this is where I want to just preface. Okay. You heard it here first. 
<laughs> I will never unalive myself. Okay. If anything weird happens from sharing this information, I didn't do it. No. I didn't do it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, this is the stuff that I love to learn about because then you start to really connect the dots again in even more ways. And then you're starting to recognize, oh, wow, the whole power thing, the whole, oh, um, you know, the whole climate change, our earth is going to go underwater. We don't have any way to solve it. I've been telling people this for years and I'm not kidding. This is where I'm going to say was like one of the first intuitive things that I, I really tapped into is that you think that we cannot develop you know, and to the climate change thing, like I, I go back and forth on the science based around this, like whether or not it's like all a complete hoax versus the whole like, OK, yeah, we actually are destroying the planet. Like we do need yeah. to do better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, everything's a conspiracy. Right. Like I'm it's not, not going to do that bad as they make it look, but we could be doing a lot better. That's right. That's that's where I'm at with this, because I also like you were just saying we have the technology and we have had the technology for so many years to yeah. completely reverse all yeah. of this. It's just, that, like, just the, the, the challenge is, is it interferes with big business, right? It interferes with big profits. And I do have to warn you and everybody else, like the, the reality is like, for example, I've been kicked off of Venmo and PayPal. My, my friend Alec has been kicked off of Venmo and PayPal. Like it's basically, they try to hit you in the wallet right. because that's what they're in control of is that imaginary permission slip. So just a fair warning to everybody, be mindful of what you say and be ready to use things like Cash App and Zelle and like all these other companies who aren't big pharmaceutical funded organizations and big oil and big war money funded because- their argument is, well, if you do this, if we take this away, then it's bad for everybody and all these people are going to lose jobs. And it's going to be your fault, Zach, that all of these people lost all of their jobs in the oil industry and in the war industry in the in the financial industry. And the reality is, is that if we're producing our own food and medicine and we have shelter available to everybody and we have enough power to run all of our technology, they don't need those jobs. Yep. There's, there's like, there's so much more that they could be doing with their lives. They could be adventuring, they could be gardening, they could be just happy, laying out in the sun, singing, dancing, having fun, all the stuff that people like to do. I call um, festivals, music festivals. Right. Those are adult recess. Everybody mm -hmm. has a festival that they go to. It doesn't, it can be a rock festival. It can be an EDM. It can be anything. It can be a conscious festival. It can be a get fucked up as you can festival, like whatever it is that everybody has that because that's how we're designed to be. We're, we're not just designed to get that fun just in those spaces. Right. Everybody in those spaces is always like, oh, I'm home to my festival family. Why can't it be like this all the time? And it can. Right. It's just, we have to change the narrative. We have to change the story that we're telling with our storytelling technology away from we have to have big oil. We have to have war. We have to have these things. We have to do it this way. We have to make more profit, make more money. We have to shift away from that and back to the view that our profit is health. The right. ultimate wealth is health. And that what affects you also affects me. If you're mm -hmm. hungry, I'm hungry. If you're sick, I'm sick that's the whole planet. Like we're all in this together. You can try 
and buy your way out of it and ignore it with as many drugs and as much money as you possibly can. But at the end of all of that drugs and money and ignorance is either death Mm -hmm. or an awakening and a realization that you can't get away from the truth Mm -hmm. that we're all connected and the way that we relate to nature, the way that we relate to each other comes back to Mm -hmm. us. And that's where your heart is always like, oh, this feels good. Keep going. Good job. Or, oh, this feels really bad. There has to be a better way, right? That's where our society tries to teach the mind to take over. Oh, no, heart, this is how it has to be. It just isn't. Now, it's so important, but your heart knows. Everybody that's listening right now, you you can feel it. I can feel it. There's that electrical charge moving through me and you and everybody that's listening right now. And that's where your heart is going, yes, this is it. This is what I'm trying to put my finger on. This is what I'm talking about. It is this little piece, this little essence that's so simple that it's easy to forget. And it's easy to trick ourselves out of it because it's so easy because we're just designed to follow our heart and do what feels right. Mike drop. Like <laughs> I was, I want to add so much, but that was just so good. <laughs> like that's, that's it. it. That's it. And it's funny that you were saying that, Oh, the electrical charge is going through us because I was feeling that for sure. Yeah. You could tell. And <laughs> I, I say it every episode, like every time I do one of these things, I, I still, and I think that's why it still feels so beautiful. It's like every episode I surprise myself with just the amount of like love and information and just cool energy going on. And it's surprising and beautiful every time because I would have never thought it. Um, or maybe I did, I don't know. It, it's just, I started this as like a little passion project. And then the amount of love that I get from you guys. Like, I just, I'm just so grateful to share this hour with you. Like, do you know how much stuff you told me that I just, now I'm like, I feel charged up for the day, like for more days than just now, but you know, yes, definitely. I'm super grateful. This is why I love doing it. And I'm, I love and appreciate you for inviting me on here and allowing me to share and open up and just be a part of this exchange because this is the divine design this is what we're meant for you guys this is this is it right here we're meant right. to see each other and to love each other and to appreciate each other and to talk about and dream about how we can make the world and make life a better place not by excluding or hurting others but by including everybody mm-hmm. inviting everybody to that better quality of life inviting the whole planet and literally doing what we need to do to relate more skillfully. If that means that we have to change our habits, change what we're doing, change what we're thinking, what we're believing, what we're eating, the way that we're living, then that's what we have to do. But that's the only thing in between you and what you want and what you're designed for is literally just to thrive and just be this amazing, expansive excitement where you're literally like you are right now pursuing your passion you are designed to pursue your passion and when you pursue your passion it will provide for and protect you naturally you are living your passion too (laughs) (laughs) this is what i do is that once you find this is the only way to live it's like 
this this is the way like okay this is the way i think that was in the disney thing this is the way so yes this is the way the way way. is pursue your passion to be who you are excited to be and when you do that you make the world a better place because people can fake doing their job but there's nothing like a person who's excited to be doing their job they're like okay this person is really excited to be here and they tell me about all these things all this stuff's going on there's just energy that you can't fake Mm -mm. versus somebody that's just there because they're just being paid or it's a job like oh well here's the thing over here and there's this thing over there and you know like okay thanks for coming versus somebody that's like oh man check all these cool things out over here check all this out over here this is so amazing if you need anything i'm always here just come come get me you know like (laughs) that when we're all in that place whatever it is because everybody has a different thing some people like art some people like podcasts some people like nature some people like technology like everybody likes a different thing but if we could all be allowed to nerd out on whatever it is that we want to nerd out on man what a better place the world would be if we didn't have to do all these things that we believe we have to do and instead everybody was free to just nerd out and do all the stuff that they really want to do in the sense that it produces beneficial things for the collective right nerd out on like taking other people down and taking other people out and all that kind of stuff you're still learning right Right. but at some point when you realize everybody's you and Mm -hmm. you are everybody and you're all connected then you can't you can't possibly want to hurt other people Mm -hmm. because you just want to help yourself when you realize everybody else is yourself in another form then it becomes much easier to be like, hey, how can I help this person? How can I help that person? Da, da, da. And as you do that, it just naturally comes back to you. That's how they talk about karma and giving and doing all these good things and being forgiving and all of that, because ultimately what you give is what you give back, right? So if we give good stuff to other people, we're going to get good stuff back. And if everybody's doing that, then life just gets better and better and better. It's a force to be reckoned with. I don't think a lot of people understand too, just how powerful that is and why they don't, I'm saying they, you know, whenever, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. we. That's why they don't want that, you know, because it is so powerful. You can feel it. It It is that power can be scary, right? Mm -hmm. And it can be scary when we don't know ourselves and we don't trust ourselves. It's like, oh, ultimately everything's up to me mm-hmm. it's my responsibility wow that's a lot of weight wow that's a lot of power can i trust me can i do this and but that's where the reality is when you understand that you're connected to other people who understand that too and we can all mm-hmm. remind each other yeah it's all up to me but you're not here alone right. i'm here too we're, oh. and when you remember and i remember and we both do what we're supposed to do everything is much better. This is reminding me of something I just recently learned and it's just a simple phrase, but you pretty much just nailed this phrase for sure. Is that everything that triggers us is just another lesson on how to become more unconditionally loving. Exactly. Exactly. Wherever we're being triggered about is showing us where we still have to do work, where we're closing down our heart or being controlled. Mm. Yeah. I love this. 
yeah. Well, okay. I know that we have gone over. So I just want to say thank you so much for all of this. Like I definitely, I, I tell everybody this, but I mean it genuinely. I would love to have you back on because um, yeah. there's yeah. just so much more to, to talk about and share. Yeah, I have a lot to unpack, you know, and so I've been doing this for a long time. And basically my specialty is life, life, life is my thing. And so reflecting life and making life more beautiful. And that covers all these different aspects of holistic health, plant medicine, herbal medicine, ceremony, coaching, all these different things that do tie into the reality that we're all finding ourselves in. So I'm always happy to expand on whatever I can. This came up at a mastermind recently. They were like, dude, you are like, basically, I feel like you're the most embodied person that I know and that you can, you know, a little bit about everything. Mm -hmm. And there's this saying that goes, jack of all trades, master of none. Right. And we, we lose the saying right there. Mm -hmm. The saying is, is. Jack of all trades, master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So what it means is, is that even if you're not necessarily the master of one craft, learning how a little bit, as much as you can about everything else that you can in life to relate more skillfully, water, plant medicines, passions, technology, all the little things that excite you and turn you up and you want to nerd out about learn about those things. That's where you want to go. Don't, don't think that you have to just constantly, oh, this is my niche. I'm technology. I have to only learn about technology. I'm art. I have to only learn about art. Like that's where our soul goes to die. Not that that's wrong or bad. And you can totally be specialized in those areas. If that's your highest excitement, that's what you want to nerd out and do, but always leave room to learn more about life and learn more about other things. And that makes your beliefs be able to be shifted, um, which allows you to remain teachable and allows you to be adaptable, which is how life has survived on this planet for countless eons is just by being adaptable. Facts. Oh my gosh. Well, hallelujah. (laughs) I do feel like I've been at church. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah, lit okay. up. I hope everybody else who listens feels that same way because this is a beautiful feeling right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is what happens when you remember who you really are. Yeah. And that you, you are part of a sacred cycle of life. Right. And that you are no more and no less sacred and the most sacred trees and the stars and all of the people and all the places are all part of you and you're part of all of those sacred things and that doesn't exclude being silly and having fun you can be sacred and tell fart jokes at church is totally okay (laughs) you can so totally allowable right (laughs) we can laugh we can have fun and we can also handle that weight together we can that we can face that responsibility that like, hey, everything that, what do they say? You're created in the creator's image. So everything that the creator had, all of those powers, all those divine gifts you have and I have, and it's our responsibility to relate to them skillfully, which means do good and have fun. That's it. 
Let's just do good and have fun. It's not hard. That is my life motto. Right. Do good exactly. and have fun. You embody it very well. Exactly. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, good job. Now that you're feeling thank here you. in the church and you're sitting in the presence of spirit, like know hey. that spirit saying, hey, good job, Alex. Thanks. Thanks for bringing <laughs> back on thanks for creating this podcast thanks for living this amazing life that you live and laughing and being light and having fun and inviting more people to learn and live and relate skillfully to life so they can have fun too this is literally some of the greatest work that anyone can do because that's this is what we're designed to do it's like okay and some people are um missionaries this is you on your mission this is you being a missionary okay cool guys come just have fun in the spirit with me let's relate skillfully to life let's have fun and take plant medicines and just run around and be as healthy as we can be and drink good water and question question things that make us unhealthy and unhappy and do what makes us healthy and happy you, you know what this makes me feel like too whenever I do this podcast is like I always have this thing that pops up in my head I'm like oh we're about to let it all hang out like mentally <laughs> like, yep. yeah just get yeah. soulfully naked talk yep. about whatever you want to talk about it's a safe yep. space yep. somebody's got to do it you know somebody's yep. got to talk about the stuff other people don't want to talk about so I'm very very grateful that you came and like we're super authentic and super open to talk about things that somehow too this is the other like i want to break this stigma of like things being difficult to talk about right. um i'm really sick of medicine especially being difficult yeah. to talk about and being extremely polarized it absolutely does nothing for the wellness of people um no. even though people think it does in their intention which you know the intention uh, the intention i appreciate but we've really got to like talk about these things so i appreciate you diving deep with me on all of these areas because Ooh, this episode was filled with so many good things. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, again, Zachary Heidemann. 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 Yeah. I love it. Zachary Heidemann, thank you so much for being on here with me. I appreciate it. And where can people find you and where can people buy your herbs? Um, I know I got to get my order in too because yes. I love me some herbs. So where yes. can people find you? So, um, yeah. Well, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to drop my stuff in one second. I'm just going to come back to your stigma. Oh, please come back. This is super good. And I'm glad that you're talking about it. We always want to talk about the elephant in the room. That's the thing to do. The only thing more difficult than a challenging conversation is not having that conversation. The only thing that is harder than a hard conversation is not having it that literally makes it harder. So having these conversations is the way that we heal that. Anything that we think that we can't talk about, that is already worse than mm -hmm. actually talking about what we can't talk about. So that being said, you can find more of this, this wisdom, this, this information, this character, this version of me at, at Trezat on Instagram. That's uh, at sign T-R-E-E-Z-A-T. Uh, and that has links to my bio and to like, you can schedule a call with me. We can do one-on-one -on -one consultations. I do coaching, I do plant medicines. And my website is just www.wildchildmedicines with an S.com. There are, there are many medicines when you're a wild child. 
And I am certified in uh, herbal medicine by the Chestnut School of Herbal Medicine. So that's one of the things I got sidetracked on my story when we started getting really excited. But that, that is one of the many passions, uh, along with coaching, that I really love doing. And I just love making life a more beautiful place for anybody. And it's been such a, an amazing experience for me. And I love tapping in and sharing that experience and all the things that I've learned in these 39 years and how we can share that experience and that wisdom together with your path and make your life better because ultimately you're another version of me. So if I make your life better, it's going to make my life better too. And it's going to help everybody else it's going to ripple out to friends, family, community, the whole world. And next thing you know, we'll be living in a more beautiful place. And that is something definitely to live for. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Thank you again, Zachary Heideman, for coming on. Again, you can find him at Treesat. You can find him at wildchildmedicines.com. And thank you guys again for coming on and listening to the Flipside podcast where we talk everything upside down and inside out. And I hope you all have a beautiful day. <laughs> Goodbye.